hello hello and welcome to good for your soul presented by empowerment ministry the bible doesn't have to be boring confusing and irrelevant we are here to bring you weekly conversations helping you understand and apply god's word to your life in today's culture i'm raquel and joining me today is tanya good evening evening welcome tanya how are you today i am fantastic the sun is shining here in good old buffalo new york yes love it love it love it the weather is not that bad either in the 60s you know spring has sprung yes it's wonderful wonderful and today's conversation is all about the details are in the resurrection the details are in the resurrection what do we do when our old patterns no longer work? Mm. Yes. And wow, I did not realize that there was so much in today's narrative. And I'm very excited that we are here to share that with you on today. We are going to be talking about the resurrection is in the details when our old patterns no longer work from John chapter 21 verses 1 through 19. And to read our Old Testament, or excuse me, our New Testament scripture read in John chapter 21, verses 1 through 19, from the NIV version, it says, After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon, Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Canaan and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. And Simon Peter says to them, I'm going fishing. And they said to him, we will go with you. And they went out and they got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. And just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the bench, on, excuse me, stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to them, children, you have no fish. Have you? And they answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net to the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it. And now they were not able to haul it in because there was so many fish. And that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes for he was naked and he jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from land, only about a hundred yards off. And when they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them, and though there were so many, the net was not torn. And Jesus said to them, come and have some breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. And Jesus came and took the bread and gave it and did the, the same with the fish. And this was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. And when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. And a second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you, Jesus. And 
I'm sorry that you, I love you. And Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. And he said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he came to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. And verily truly, I tell you, where, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and go wherever you wish. But now, but when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you wish not to go. And he said this to indicate the type, the type of death by which he would glorify God. And after he said to him, follow me, the word of the Lord, thanks be to God. You know, it, this, this text is very interesting because... In this narrative, Jesus, again, he appears to the disciples a third time, but this time they are no longer fearful hiding behind closed doors like they were last week. Rather, they are on the lake fishing with Simon Peter, who initiated this fishing trip by saying, in the third verse, I'm going to fish. And six of the, of the other disciples declared that they were going to go along with him. And many of them have struggled Tanya, to this point, they have found themselves secluded, they are afraid, they are uncertain, they are alienated, and like the disciples returning to fishing reminds them of their own attempts to return through their own lives. Now, after three years of following Jesus, the question is, how do you move forward when the temptation is to move backwards? The question uh, for any of you that would like to comment listening to us today how do you move forward when the temptation is to move backwards? <laughs> okay, let me say a little bit more because in the text, they went out fishing, okay, and they caught nothing. And the only way that they caught uh, an abundance of fish is when Jesus told them, put your nets on the, the right side of the boat. Yes. So... <clears throat> How do you move forward when the temptation is to move backwards? Great question. If you have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when you, you look at the scripture and it's the first thing they did after they came out and, you know, you talked about how they, they felt separated and alienated and, and everything, right? Because of what had happened. The first thing they went back and many times we do it, we wanna go back to what feels comfortable. And they felt comfortable fishing because that's what they knew. They knew how to fish, yeah. right? And, you know, as difficult as it may be and easy as it may seem to go back to what's familiar to us, um, let's go think about this pandemic right now. That's, that's gonna be my example. We've had much time to be alone or be separated from people, but at the same time, we've had time, more time to be with our families, mm -hmm. if with, with, with our children, if we all in the same household to start something new, some new traditions and everything. Mm 
And you just have to, you know, talk to yourself, pray to God, ask for some direction, talk to someone who get some wise counsel and talk to some people that's going to encourage you too. You don't have to go back, move forward because in our, our own selves, we want to tell ourselves that's comfortable. I like that. I'm used to that. That's what I want to do. But we have to try really hard to go outside of the norm of how we would normally respond to things and push the envelope and, you know, do something new. But you do, you have to pray and ask God to, to help you. Tanya, you said something very interesting. You, you hit upon the, the old pattern of doing things no longer works. And we mm-hmm. go back to, <laughs> we go back to the old pattern because number one, we're comfortable with it. Uh, number two, as um, Donna said, we have to have a good support system and a, and a team that will string us along. Yes, we have to be in a, a sense of community, but let's just, let's take some examples. You said the pandemic has mm-hmm. found us in a position where we are without community we are without uh, a support team that will string us along. And in that, we become tired. We have become tired. We have become empty-handed. And the reason, and then behind all of that is the sense of failure. And here's the thing about failure, which I found very profound in this. And this is, the, I think this is the reason why we always go back to old patterns because we are not so much afraid of failure, but we're afraid of scarcity. We're afraid of ending up empty handed. Mm. Yes. Change is changing now in front of our eyes. Therefore we need to change to be better oneself. That is true. That is true. It's a matter of perspective. You know, um, just take for instance, an, an addict for instance, okay, no matter what kind, they always go back. Why? Number one, to chase the high. Number two, maybe, you know, just say several times, they know that they have failed, that they feel like there's hopelessness. I can't break this addiction, right? And Mm -hmm. number three, there is that, that sense of my high makes me feel a sense of abundance, of fulfillment, Because without it, you know, resources are scarce. I can't get no job. You know, I don't have a support system. Uh, You know, can't go to church. You know, there is always that that sense of how am I going to make it? Reverend Tanya, what are your thoughts? Um, Yeah, but um, I I think the biggest thing with all of this is is goes back to fear. Fear, fear of the unknown, fear that. Um, I'm not going to be able to get it right again this time. We're going to, you know, you said failure, right? It's fear of failure. It's fear of if I make a change, right, and try to do something new, what's going to happen with the people that I know who knew me 
I'm going to lose them mm-hmm. if I do something new. Again, I change that whole um, changing my perspective and that scarcity thing. I'm not going right. to have I'm, my comfort zone is is or what I'm familiar with is going to bottom out on me. I won't have yes. enough, nothing tangible to hold on to. Right. And if we look at it from the perspective of our, of our narrative, that was the disciples thing for for three years. They have been with Jesus night and day. You know, they they seen Jesus do miracles. They've talked with Jesus. He's he's for for some of them. He talked at them to others. You know, he talked to them. But in the end, when they were at in the upper room, OK, and they were gathered together, they they, they sensed that their community was the, the person to their left or to their right. And again, the fact that Judas of the uh, coming to find out that Judas betrayed Jesus and that he hung himself again mm-hmm. is like, what do we have to hold on to? You know, our, our community is falling apart. You know, Peter has denied Jesus three times and the other disciples uh, uh, after Jesus's resurrection, they're hiding behind closed doors. Look at even Mary. She's looking for, for Jesus um, in his resurrection and he's right there in front of her and she still cannot recognize him. You know, is that that sense of, okay, Jesus, we want you to be tangible in this moment, but the, the, the resurrection is not about holding on. It's letting go. It's letting go. It's letting go and walking into the new. Yes. Right. And that is right now. That's the pandemic, right? That means we we have to let go of some of those old things that we were doing that weren't effective. But they weren't scary. effective. Let's be let's face it. It, it is scary. scary. It is scary. Right. And be willing to walk into the this this new thing because we're unsure. We don't know what's gonna happen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring. And here's here's the wonderful piece about this text, Tanya. In the midst of catching nothing, the, the midst of them being empty-handed, Jesus intervenes. And not because that they are bad fishermen, but it is that uh, the resurrection echoes the experience of many who have drawn back to old patterns um, because they once had an encounter with Christ. Yes. And whenever we have an encounter with Christ, there should be a change. Right. And not only that, Tanya, our encounter with Christ challenges us to form communities. To form communities. 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 Yes. Yes. Uh, Which in the where Christ is present in the midst of our uncertainties, it challenges us um, that the resurrection, just like fishing, is calling for a response, uh, uh, an insistence of existence, a longing and a desire awaiting a fulfillment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. We have to encounter a change. Right. So, I mean, what I, 
what I find interesting is the fact that um, it says they caught 153 fish. They had an abundance of fish. They had to drag that net in, mm -hmm. right? <clears throat> Excuse me. There were um, the disciples were there, and it was the opposite of the stories that we, the parables that we've read where Jesus feeds the 5,000, you know, with two fish and five loaves of bread. Mm -hmm. And abundance comes out of the little, <clears throat> excuse me. And now we have this abundance in just a few people. There it is. Right. And, um, excuse me, but during this, this time, when, when this happened, you know, Jesus is on the shore and he said, friends, do you have any fish? Knowing that they don't, you know, there's, there's times in our life when Jesus speaks to us loudly, very subtle or very subtle, he knows our, our needs and he will ask us, do, do you have what you need? Knowing that we don't to see if we're gonna trust him in the process. Right. And also and they did because he told them what to do and they did it. Yeah. You know. Out out of their I don't know if it was out of their frustration or what because they hadn't caught any, but he asked them and they were honest about the fact that no. They no, we 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 don't. We told the cast on the other side. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. No, that's great. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, but also in this, what we, as a community, when we look further into Acts chapter two, chapter four, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They had all things in common. Mm -hmm. Why? Because when we look at this, this narrative, mm -hmm. Jesus already somehow had a few fish that were burning on the coals. Yes. And just because they were only just a couple hundred yards away, the, the fish that they caught, Jesus was saying, the abundance that you caught, mm -hmm. add it to the little bit that I got so that you can experience a life of abundance. And that goes to John 10 and 10. Jesus came that, um, sorry, not 10, 10. That's Jesus came Sorry, wrong one. He came that we might have life and we might have life more abundantly. The abundant life is we take what Jesus has, the blessings that he gives us daily. It may not seem much to us, but when we add it to, to what Jesus has already provided for us, he multiplies. And that makes us agents of this resurrection, that it is now our responsibility to continue the story of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Right. To share 
Um, you said, well, why did they, um, why did, how did they have all things in, in common? And, you know, like you said, the, the fact that what they had, and it goes back to, you talked about the, you know, scarcity. Now they realize that if we take what we have and put it together and share with one another and this, this word of Jesus Christ what I have, you can have, right. and what you have, they can have, right. and we can, we're all in this together. Right. That, what it said, the church grew by. 3,000 were added to the church daily. Yes. Daily. Daily. Right? Can you daily. Imagine? Yeah. Right. So the, the question I have is then what, what are we missing today that the church to have the church grow daily. Because instead we kind of have people dropping off daily. What what do we need to do to change for the church to begin to grow again the way it was intended? Okay, here it is to answer your question. Number one, like when Jesus asked Peter the question three times, do you love me? We have to realize that I'm needed. I, I am needed to carry on as an agent, as an effective witness for Jesus Christ to share this story with others. That's number one. Okay. Despite our failures of, we always, what do we hear? Yes. No, go ahead. I'm listening. Oh, okay. That's number one. That's Point number one. one. You know, what are we always hearing? You know, in the past we did X, Y, and Z, and that did not work. Wonderful. That's part of the, the failure process. I hear it. I'm listening to you. This is a new day. We are challenged to do new things. Number one, I'm needed. Number two is that we have to get up and go. We've got to move. The disciples weren't able to catch the fish unless they listened to what Jesus was saying and acted upon what he said. For us, for the church to grow, what does he say? I know it's simple, but why do we complicate it? Go and make disciples. You ask, well, where I'm going? Walk out the door. You know, I'm sure if there's a business to your left or a business to your right or a residential area or something that is there where you can go and, and share with what you are doing in your, how, how you are ministering to that community. That, that is number two. That is number two. And like I said, number three is, which was a part of it, we've got to listen. We've got to listen to the hopes, the needs, the pains of our lives, the, late, the lives of others, and the life of the world. And we've got to discern the possibility of more life in each particular situation and then give and then do something to give existence to more life. Instead of just sitting behind our four walls or wherever we are, behind our computers, whatever it is, Jesus is challenging us, go. I've given you what you need and then some. So really there's no excuse for us, but to right. do what Jesus has told us to do. Right. Jump off the boat, launch into the deep right? and not be afraid to let the water come over your ankles, right? even up to your knees. Right. And, and to do something different that you may have never done before. Right. Knowing that, God is right there with you. 
Right. The mandate, if we go back to Genesis, he said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And we usually think of in terms of, you know, our relations and whatnot, being intimate with other people, um, that type. Of, but there's other ways that we can re- do, we can we we can reproduce and multiply and be replenishers on this earth. It means again, doing something. Right. Being and uh, being able to sustain. If we do something, being able to sustain. Right. You get to a point of sustainability, so that. Everything that you do that is in that cycle, things are continuing to be birthed out of it to keep it going. Right, right. Just like this whole narrative, the capacity to for Jesus, Jesus' capacity, I'm sorry, is to feed the hungry, is fundamental to his identity, not only in this earthly ministry, but in his resurrected existence. So what has changed? Just go. Go and do it. Go feed. God has gifted each and every individual with a unique set of talents. Yes. The Bible talks about it when we're dormant on our talents. He'll take your talent and he'll give it to somebody else. No matter if it's, you know, the one, the three, the five, he'll give it to somebody else who is willing to, to work with those gifts and multiply. Yes. Yes. It's like, don't leave Egypt behind. I mean, you know, leave Egypt behind, not don't, mm-hmm. but leave Egypt behind. The Israelites, they wanted to go back. And God was like, no, you need to move forward. Why do you want to go back? Right? Why you want to go back? Right. The disciples went back to what they knew. Exactly. Again, what they were comfortable with. Right. It didn't work. In this pandemic, the, the lesson for all of us is that we've been in this pandemic long enough that going back to our old patterns just don't work. Right. And it's okay. It's okay to try something new. It's okay. We we survived this thing thus far up to this point. Yep. Don't be afraid to go and just share. Share your story with somebody. Share your story. Share your story. You know, share your story. Right. Yeah. You know, we all have a story. Right. I don't care who you are. We right. all have a story right. to share, to encourage somebody to have that will help people change their perspective and look differently at at Christ, to look differently at this life, to know that there's more than what you see right now. Know that you are on the cusp of a breakthrough. On the cusp. But here's the thing. We can't be afraid to, to share our stories of failure. And I think that that is an important piece in all of this. You know, how many times have you or I, Tanya, have, have sat down with other people and they shared with us, you know what, I failed at just say ministry. Right. But when, and that, that's it. It seems final after that point. They, 
you know, there's no resolve. There's that I didn't go back and I tried X, Y, and Z or nothing like, but, you know, I just failed. And at that, that point of failure, I gave up. And like you were saying, we cannot throw in the tile because Jesus has a place at the table that he has prepared for us. Yes. Now yes. the whole, the, here's the, there's, here's the thing. Never look, yes. Never look back unless you are planning to go that way. Henry, thank you. Henry Thoreau. Appreciate yeah. it. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. Failure is, is a part of life. It is. Right. But we can't stay in that place. You have to get back up. And if you have to get up a hundred times, yeah. if you have to get up 200 times, you get back up and you try it again. I try it again. You know, it's like Jacob and Esau. Mm. Because Esau didn't understand his birthright, you know, that he always thought he would have it with him. He didn't steward his birthright properly. And because he was hungry, he sold out mm. to satisfy his own physical appetite. Oh, and there are so many that sell out to fill their own physical appetite because they don't understand what they got. And look what happened. Do you hear about Esau in the lineage? I mean, there may have been one, two times after that I read in the Bible. And after that, I don't hear, I don't hear about Esau in Matthew chapter one. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. Right. Um, yep. Go ahead. Just, no, I, I just want to encourage somebody today that, you know, where you are right now is not your final destination. Get back up. Get back up. Try it again. Get back up. Try it again. You know, it's it, here, here's my analogy. It's like um, going when I went to nursing school, right? The test, I felt the test the first time, mm -hmm. and I could have said, "Oh no, I felt the test. Forget it. Forget all of the 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 time I put in in the years of going to school. I'm not going to be a nurse," and walked away. Mm -hmm. But guess what? I took it again. And I know people who have taken it multiple times until they passed. Exactly. That's all. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Do not give up. God has a place for you. You are needed in the kingdom. You are needed in the church. I don't care what your background has had the story that, that your background was written about. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about your background. It doesn't matter what people say about you. You are needed because Jesus has prepared a place for you at his table. He right. invites you just like he did the disciples. Take what you got. I'll show you what I got and you can live a life of abundance. But again, the point is we got to listen. We got to be willing to do what Christ is challenges us to do during this time and number three, just, just go do something, do something, 
you know, you've, you've had that ministry on your heart for such a long time, whether it's children, um, elderly, um, people with special needs. God has given you this ministry to, to pray, uh, to, to share uh, in small groups of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. I mean, there's so many different things that, that you can do. And there's no excuse for you to say, um, no, uh, I can't do anything. It's write not that a point book. of... Write, write that book. Write, write the book. Right. Start write the, the business. Yeah, start that business. Start the business. You know how many people have started businesses in the midst of this pandemic when um, they, when many say it isn't so? Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Right. It's just a setback. Just a setback. Just a setback. Go ahead. It's a setback for a setup for for something amazing to happen. What? Don't 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 give up. Yes. Don't give up. Amen. Teen, your final words before we conclude this this conversation. No. You know what? We want you to know that. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) We want you to know that Jesus loves you dearly. We do our very best to present the gospel to you, to help you to understand and apply God's word, God's word to your life in today's culture. And, you know, whether this is their first time of hearing about Jesus Christ or you're renewing your commitment, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says this, that there's an invitation that is given to everyone. And all you have to do is come to me, all you who weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. God loves you, and he wants to give you a fresh start. Just like he did Peter, just like he did Nathaniel, just like he did the other disciples, today is a day for fresh start. You need prayer? Contact us, 716emumc.org backslash prayer hyphen requests. We want to pray with you. We want to hear about your joys. We we want to hear about, hey, uh, I need prayer because I'm struggling in this area. I have failed and I feel like I can't get back up. We want to pray with you. Also, we want you to know that your faithful support to this ministry is doing great things. God has blessed us to, to, we're really giving out more than what we're taking in. I'll be honest with it. (laughs) We are, but God still continues to bless us. And we want to continue helping people take their next step towards Christ through our social media, our podcasts. So please donate to paypal.me backslash 716emumc.org. We're also very excited that we want you to be a part of our online community um, through uh, Discord. Uh, Please just click on the link. Join us uh, throughout the week. We are praying for one another. We're sharing our stories. We're encouraging one another. We are uh, events that are coming up. We're sharing that. So please uh, download Discord on your um, iOS or Android device. And um, Empowerment Ministry is who we are. And we would we would love for you to accept our invitation. If that's too much for you, then go to our website. It's all over the place. Just click on, I want to be a part of that community. And then... <laughs> accept the invitation, bam, you're right there. You're right there. Next thing you know, you'll be able to engage in the conversation with us. And we're very excited about that as well. Uh, With your help, 
through our EMT, our EM 10% initiative, we give 10% of our monthly donations to local global communities and areas of disaster relief, medical support, food insecurities, human suffering, and education. And we are just finishing up giving to our local organization that helps women and children. And next month, we're going to be giving to um, mental health advocates of Western New York. Also continue to keep praying for us. We are so excited that you tuned in to be a part of this conversation. We hope that it's been a blessing and an encouragement to your soul. <laughs> we will see you next Saturday on social media at seven o'clock for new conversations that help you understand and apply God's worth to your God's word. And yes, God's worth to your life in today's culture. God bless you. Have a great week. We'll Hit that see. note again. Hit it one more time. Hit that note one more time.